That's blazing. And Raph, he's the rapper, I'm the videographer, and welcome to this new episode of The Cheat Coders. Coders. So, um, this last episode, we talked about our top five movies. Mm-hmm. Nats expressed his top five, I expressed my top five, and we realized that episode was one hour long. And we were supposed to do that in... You were you trying to do the whole thing. Yeah, I was trying to do the whole top five episodes, get the movies and the... You know, it could have been music. a record. That could have been our first two-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I would listen to that. <laughs> so okay. now, we're going to separate the two. Um, we got the two top top five movies and now top this one's going to be the two, top five albums. We literally had a five-minute break in between because I was going to think of... Your top five? That's our five. Nah, I'm going to... Just wing it? Stick to um, my roots. Stick to my guns. What I do best. Winging it. Wing it. I'm going to think of it while we talk. Because I noticed when we were doing the movies, a lot of movie ideas were coming to my head as you were speaking. Um, so I'm going to treat it like this. Hopefully, I can bounce off you. I've got a top two for now. Top two for now? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm feeling like maybe in this one, well, we in this in this list, in this episode, we might overlap because we do have similar tastes in music. If we overlap, could we just like pause? I got the same, and then yeah. we can just both yeah, talk we'll about just it. Yeah, just say what num- what number it is, and then we'll just discuss it. Then I don't have an order once again. Okay, okay, cool. I'm going by order, and um, Nats isn't. <laughs> and I only have two. I think but... we might we might even have a. Um, I don't even know if this one's going to be on your list. Um, you want me to start, or yeah, do you, you start. start. All right. I'm short on. Yeah, I need the inspiration. You okay, go. cool. So let me turn the music off. No, it's bad. Long ass intro. <laughs> number five. Mumbo number five. My list is the Eminem show by Eminem. Number five. Is that on your list? Well, I don't have a choice. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, two, but it was getting there. Elaborate. Elaborate. If um, I ran out of stuff, I'll just say yeah. I'll, that was this is going to be the only Eminem album. On oh, my list. just letting you know. That's, 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 that's okay, my hot cool. take. That gives me two other ones to so the mix. The only reason why I chose this one out of the other ones is I felt I felt more connected with this one. Yes. It was a bit more of a mature Eminem yes. than the last two EPs or LPs. Sorry. Yeah. So um, showed more. You show, you show, This is pretty much the the third mo- the third album of the trilogy. Yes. Per se. You're so right, you yeah. have the Slim Shady LP. You have the Marshall Mathers LP, and now you have the Eminem, Eminem show. show. So this showed a more different side. He ex he did different content mm-hmm. that were, was a bit more mature. He talked about his daughter in a more mature. That was way. his first um, actual song that he showed any sign of compassion. Yeah, well, in body and body and Clyde. Oh, body and Clyde, but it, in, not in a twisted fucked up yeah. way. So yeah. this one was straight, you know, like it was actually yeah, straight. Um, father type of type of song mm-hmm. it also had white america which is a different concept he explored political political one well, yeah political and also showing how his skin color is a more beneficial thing for Would you him say it was a bit more topical in this was, one yeah yep a bit more topical and um it also he explored different things rather than going into his slim shady mode mm-hmm. so i really did enjoy that and i i listened to it recently and from start to finish it, it is a great album it is yeah no, it, it really has, is it's a good album it man. has um and one of, the, one of the tracks um till i collapse yes is probably one of eminem's best inspirational um songs yeah athletes uses that song like that's one of their pump up songs obviously yeah. next to if eminem Uzi if i wanted eminem to do an inspirational song like he's he's been he trying know. to do yeah now it's gotta be it has song. to be in the vein of till i collapse yeah and other songs such as Superman, mm. which is a bit, which has been a popular song, and also you know that's a that song's a great attempt of him. You know, like he's not the most he's not a sexual icon, like when you think rappers and music stars. You know, yeah, Eminem comes off a bit goofy as well that with his content. But that was his first song. Was actually like it was actually cool because it was very sarcastic how he did it as well. Yeah, so he did different point of views, different sides of M that we haven't seen since In that the last the last three um, albums yeah so it it brought him to a new platform it, it became his mainstream kind of album it was yeah. compared to the last two that was his upbringing 
um, his uh, say, his start, his beginning, and now this is his coming out party, mm-hmm. showing everyone this is what I could do, and I could do it on a mainstream level, yeah, and I could still kill it as an yep. MC, and he absolutely did it from start to finish. Yeah, had a concept, and that concept just ended up road to the, road to the next following albums when it came with the whole show type of concept. Yeah, and it it made it made one of his best tours as well, and in terms yeah. of um theatrics and the yeah, way it yeah. looked, the actual lemon, the anger yeah, management uh, story. Yeah, so that that album, that's why it's my number five and probably my favorite Eminem album. It's definitely one of the best put together albums. Yes. Like I have to admit, um, you know, you know why he called it the Eminem Show? Why? Enlighten me. All right, let me enlighten you. Here we go. Well, obviously, like he started with the Slim Shady LP. So basically what he was doing, he was showing different um, perspectives of himself. It's his, it's his three personas. Each album represents each of his personas. And it's good that you mentioned this as well, um, why um, it, it actually makes a lot of sense why this would be your choice out of the three albums. Slim Shady is when he was, he was broke at the time he wrote that LP. So he um, talked about it. Um, he created Slim Shady out of desperation like fuck it that's it i'm done i'm just gonna go mental say anything i want for the sake of it it's that slim shady marshall mathers he delves into the topics of like personal shit like this is him as a person and he's still got the slim shady element but he's now talking about like you know his his wife and like uh, the marshall mathers song as well um stan like it's more personal if that makes sense yeah still got the shock factor yeah um, when he was going to name the Eminem show, he's like, well, I got the Marshall, the Slim Shady LP. So that's one character, the Marshall Mathers LP. What's the next one? He was thinking like, should I call it the Eminem LP? And it's like, nah, that's too typical. So that's why he renamed it to the Eminem show. But that sort of makes up the, the, the trilogy because Eminem, the final personality is his stage name. So it's only right that that personality is his performance mode. Like him as this is rap mode now kind of thing. And that's why every song has got more structure. Um, like you said, it's all more commercial hits to the extent of what Eminem can do in terms of hits. He's not really a hit maker. He keeps it real in the hip hop sense. Um, it became well. di- digestible for but digestible um, for that because you can't put half the tracks in the Marshall Mathers LP while they're the probably most. Um, his I say in a biased way his best works you can't put that shit on the radio yeah. all of it the whole album you practically can't Slim Shady um, what is it the uh, the real Slim Shady like barely you know barely like you barely could put that on the radio <laughs> just because it was so addictive to like the sound but the Eminem show it was tailored it was for this is mainstream mode now kind of thing so yeah that's how that's why he called it and the he, and he, he actually called it the Eminem show because it, like, it was too typical to call it the Eminem show LP, so he just changes it to Definitely. the Eminem show. This is my life, kind of thing. And usually, when someone goes mainstream, it has that sellout feel. Yeah, like it has a sellout feel, like but it has still that. But this one, it. this one, like the way he went mainstream, it's still got that. Yeah, that feel that everyone enjoyed from yeah. the last two albums. That's it's it, just yeah. not too extreme, like not too extreme. Slim Shady, not too extreme. Marshall Mathers. It had the whole just package. Yeah, and, and you're right it, in saying that. A lot of artists, like a lot of like a lot of people, revert to liking their earlier works all the time just because that reason because once an artist sells out or goes mainstream um, that's what you get a watered down version of their previous yeah. work when this one kind of still maintained despite like this the most commercial Eminem could get at that time period whereas now like it's everything it's just complete sellout <laughs> yeah. you know kind of thing <laughs> everything now is what he avoided and did well yeah. Back then, yeah. the Eminem show. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. Crazy, crazy. to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you do? All yeah. right, that was my number That's five, the Eminem show by yeah. Eminem. I spoiled. I, I gave out my two. <laughs> <laughs> my three. <laughs> I already spoke. All right, well, one of the others. All right, Slim Shady LP. <laughs> That's why, number five. Um, I already explained <laughs> what it's about, but why it's my, why it's on my top five um i got into the slim shady lp actually after the marshall mathers lp i should have talked about the marshall mathers lp first if I'll you talk want about you can, talk, of them. you can talk about marshall mathers lp then i could talk about my number four 
then you could talk about Slim Shady. Done, 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 done. Then it gives you more time to think about your other three. I'll just talk about the two. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Yeah. I started with the Marshall Mathers LP first because like Eminem craze like spread like wildfire. That This was in shit when I was in year seven. So that would have been what, year 2000? Yeah, 2001. 2000, 2000. 2001, mm. yeah. Um, never heard of the guy. I was like, it was just addictive. I was just like, holy shit. And it was almost like that guilty pleasure because you know like that this wasn't some shit I could just play in my stereo at home. It was so profound. It was like, it was on the same pedestal as porn. You'd hide that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you. So what are you listening to? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. But when you're, when you're with your friends. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, album. Crazy. First, that was the first, oh, I wouldn't say it's the first album I bought. Was it the first? I still remember buying it at the HMV in Hurstville. Oh, you got right. away with buying a... Um... Bro, I bought it. That's crazy. I love that album, man. And like, um, yeah, I missed that shit when albums used to come out. Um, I remember freaking out because I knew there was an 18 plus sticker on it. Yeah, it's like, how can and you buy it? You're, from, you're seven, I, you're like 12 years old. Bro, yeah, I was in my, I was in my school <laughs> uniform and I was kind of shaking. It's like, it's like buying cigarettes or alcohol. Yeah. Not being 18. I remember buying the D12 Purple Pills al- al- um, single. Single. Or pu- it was Purple Hills. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know it was Purple Pills until I yeah, bought yeah, that yeah, single. Yeah, 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 until later, yeah. And then um, I bought that and it was like five bucks. And I was mm. like, oh, I don't even know like if they're going to let me buy it. I was like, <laughs> 12. <laughs> and then I got it. Problems like and that. I thought I was the coolest guy. Yeah. <laughs> Told all my friends I got that purple hills I got the purple, single. Purple hills. <laughs> the like the, the watered down version. Yeah. No, I remember like I remember playing it because I remember all you got at the start was the the um the real Slim Shady. Yeah. Which was pumped. Um I remember Carl and Jackie O, because all I listened to was Today FM. They would pump that song. And I would wait for it on the radio every day. This is like going back in the days now, like this is what we had to do to listen to music. There was no Spotify. I had to wait for that shit and record it on my cassette player cassette sometimes play, yeah. just to get the song. And I did that. Anyways, I, w- I was shocked when I actually first got the fucking album, Marshall Mathers LP. Went through it and I was just like, this is this is amazing. Like, it was just captivating for me to listen to. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time I actually got truly, like, actually got a bit scared, shocked. And that was when I first heard Kim. Because okay. um, I got, like, I played it start to finish. I was going through each track finally got to kim and i was like oh this sounds like a nice track and then he's you know he's talking in the the baby voice like yep. um like talking to Haley and um whatever and then he just switches sit the fuck down bitch before i bash shit out of you yeah i literally like sh- like my heart my chest started getting um what's the word tightening up yeah and i was it was like watching a horror film when you're like seeing a scene and you're yeah, freaking out but you're hearing it i'm just like yeah the hell is this like it actually freaked me out and it was a long time i couldn't listen to to that part of the cd i remember getting up to that cd and then when it's about to get to kim i'd skip it so it took me a while to actually appreciate that song because i actually really like that song despite like it's so wrong on so many levels but if you see it in a form as an art form or form of art um i, I read how he even recorded that and what he actually meant by it like yeah. despite it's him killing his wife that's the love that he had for her. Like, he he was so in fat. Oh, he was so in love with Kim that he would she would kill her. And it's yeah, twisted yeah. way he explains it, it in that sense way, yeah. as well. But the raw emotion in that song, it's just oh, it was too much. And I was in year seven when I heard it, and yeah. it was messed up. I was like, holy shit, this is bad. Anyway. It's crazy. This um, Kim and Stan. Like I said, that the Eminem Stan, show is yeah. my favorite um, album, but of Eminem. Yeah. But my favorite songs of Eminem is Stan, Stan. Kim, um, all the ones Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. 07. Everything that is very like. Well, you you appreciate Eminem show as a collective because yeah. we are talking albums. Yeah, albums. Yeah. yeah. But, but those those tracks songs. those tracks stand out because he's having a conversation, mm. whether it be screaming at someone, whether it be writing a letter. Yeah. And it it actually just flows. It's it's, it's like as if it was an actual letter, as in like you can write that shit. You know what's crazy? Um, I've got the book as well, where it explains what what um what was going on at the time of the recording. Apparently, when he recorded that song, um, Kim. Dr. Dre, yeah, Kim. In so imagine Eminem in the studio recording Kim, like it's an intense song. Apparently, Dr. Dre was in the studio, and apparently everyone in the recording booth was just like 
sort of scared stiff like what the fuck <laughs> like they didn't know what was to come kind of thing it's just like him in the booth going blade 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 you know what i mean <laughs> like people were like whoa okay uh i don't know what to do <laughs> like should if, i call we, help should i call the police <laughs> should i call the call a shrink or something and you know what there was actually um a version of that song i've heard it on youtube as well um he actually recorded the song before. There's a rough version of it. And um, the beat's different. Um, and it's a lot more rough. So he, that wasn't even the first time he recorded that song. It was already a song from before. Um, he actually recorded that towards the end of the Slim Shady LP. Yep. Missed the cut. And then he's like, hey, Dre, I've got this song. Um, and I want to put it onto the Marshall Mathers LP. Because at that time, he, he was ready to do his next album. And... Um, so yeah, he basically had to do the whole thing again. Was he screaming? With that same... the... Oh yeah, he was okay. screaming, yeah. and it was like, um, there's a part. Oh, I can't remember it now. What kind of Eminem fan am I? There's a part in Kim. It's actually censored, and then in this one, you. Oh, that's it. He said something about um. There's a something slit throat in the living room, like the kid, like he killed the oh, kid, yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. But it's censored and in it's the actual done. album. Yeah, yeah. But in this version, because it's like, you know, it's suicide, you can know, see it. Yeah, you can yeah. see it. You can hear the whole thing. But yeah, it just trips me out that he was able to deliver the same verses with that same intensity or even better um, recording it later down the track. Because the quality, obviously, in the Master Mathers LP shits on the Slim Shady LPs. Yeah. Um, you can hear it. Any sort of person in the music, you know, that does recording or mixing. Have you heard um, Kim and then... Um played um body and clyde 07 afterwards yeah it's hectic after. yeah because the so skit good. the skit joins and yeah. it's it's a prequel it's a prequel it's crazy it's yeah good. yeah that's another thing that tripped me out and yeah that crosses me over to slim shady lp but anyway i'll talk about that after but that's that's my first one obviously marshall marshall mathers lp my brother got me the vinyl for for christmas yeah tactic yeah he got me yeah. the two he messaged me about that. He was like, oh, does did he have it? it? And I was like, I have no idea. All I know he has <laughs> is reasonable doubt. <laughs> That's all I know. I've been looking for it for ages, man. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find it. I don't know why I couldn't find it. Should have. Great album. So nah, good. So that's your... Oh, well, you're not going by order, but that's one of your top five. That's my... No, that's my number one. That's your number I'll one? I'll tell you now. It's my number okay, one number album one. of all time. Okay. Made me want to rap. I could talk about it for days. All right, sweet. That's I'll another episode. Now. we talk about m so much (laughs) let's not talk about m okay let's talk about top five albums the first albums we talk about m albums (laughs) even you did yeah (laughs) okay all right let's stray away from eminem my number four i know you're not my number four is late registration kanye west oh okay oh you're giving me ideas okay good okay so this is this is my favorite kanye album yep out of his whole catalog Probably Dark Twisted Fantasy number two. But if I had to choose one of them for my top five, it'd be Late Registration. Late Registration. Okay. Yeah. One of the things I love about this album is the instruments used. He actually strayed away from... He didn't stray away, but in... um, Wait, I'm getting mixed up. Late Registration. Is that the middle one? Yeah. The the second one with um, Heard Him Say and um, Gold Digger. Yes, yes. So in in the first album which is um, College Dropout. Mm-hmm. You hear it, the main thing that you hear is samples, 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 samples. Late registration, you still hear the samples, but then you hear orchestra, yeah, which yeah, he yeah. added into it. Level, eh? I think he, I forgot the guy's name. He collaborated with um, Jim jo- jo- Johnson or something. Like, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry if I forget his name. Um, but um, they collaborated and they added orchestra, the orchestrations and instruments in the orchestra just to give it that, epic feel yeah. that different emotion that you had it's part of, it's still part of this um trilogy that that kanye was making but it was enhanced, just enhanced, enhanced. With the, uh, yeah and it just um is that gone song there yeah, gone's in it. yeah i used I gone from when song, i when man. i studied um i studied um music engineering at tafe mm. and i used that song to in one of my i think that's subjects. my favorite song yeah. of that man and um, the way it's presented, the way it, it just builds on each verse. Each verse is different. Yeah. The instrument, instrumental is different, different to the um, verse. other yeah. verse. I remember that, yeah. So it, you just simply just add something different to each of those verses. And it, um, yeah, that's why I chose it to... Sonically, it is the best one, eh? Yeah, it's so good, bro. Yeah. So sonically, and also Kanye is probably his 
not best work lyrically, but he was growing as a lyric Ly- lyrical yeah. person. Like at, from, um, I was getting mixed up. Um, college dropout. Mm-hmm. You did. You knew that he was a bit lyrical, but this one he he, he matured as a person. Yeah. Like um, he's more. This one made him more of a bona fide star. Than he was in college dropout. College Dude, all dropout. His, all his main hits were from that, like his big hits, early days. Yeah, as well. so um, Gold Touch Digger, the Sky, Gold Touch Digger, Sky, Heard yeah. Him Say. They're the big hits, and they, they were had, the hits. Yeah, yeah, that got him up there, kind of thing. Yeah, so um, um, college dropout. Oh, I was getting confused. College dropout is his introdu- introduction, and then this is him just going to the mainstream, just going crazy. It's always trilogies, eh? Yeah, trilogies it's always, trilogies, is always yeah. the, the it's, way to go. The way to go. And uh, this is also the first sighting or uh, mainstream introdu- introduction of Lupe as well yeah, on Touch, yeah, the, Sky. Touch the Sky. Yeah, so, of and then, um, I already know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. And then... Um, Segway. Segway to a preview from um, my f- other albums. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, it's, overall, this was just a perfect work of art. Mm. Like a blend of classical instruments with sampling of hip-hop with the drum loops that is very resemblance of what um, Kanye West is all about. It's just all enwrapped in this whole album from start to finish. And it had tracks that like Roses. Roses is yeah. one of the best tracks as well. That. Roses, Roses is the standout track. track of the album. Not the standout, one of the standout tracks. Hmm. And then even the last track, Late, the little bonus track. It, that track was, that yeah, it's a bonus track. And you go on and it stopped. And had a long gap, then late just came in, and that the instrument, the instrumental of that is just amazing, and yeah, just have a peep through it again one more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I might, I might bump that on the way home tonight. Actually, it's such a good album. You can listen to that start to finish. Yeah, it has a lot of memorable lines, and like um, all I can remember now is celebration. It's a celebration, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I loved hip hop back then. You my favorite accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it does but bring yeah. you back, eh? So that was my number four. That's when music was good. I'm still trying to think of other ones, man. Look, sorry, I'm going to have to delve into Eminem one more time. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's the Slim Shady LP. I'm going to make this brief. Um, Got into it after. I know it came out before Marshall Mathers LP, but I got into it after because obviously I didn't know who he was. Like when my my name is came out, I didn't, I don't remember even hearing it on the radio. Was it even pumped in Australia? I don't know. I remember because I had um, MTV back then. Oh, and so they played that. that. I played. They, they always played that music video, and I was like, "Oh, who's this guy? He's just a funny guy." <laughs> it's just my. He's always he. Ha, the first impression I had of Eminem when funny I saw dude. my name serious. is is like uh, he was like uh, a funny alternative maybe. Uh, what's his uh, uh, Weird Al type? Yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Alter like alternative parody of, and parody. Yeah, yeah, it's like a parody so it's just of. So, yeah, yeah. Plus, you never you haven't seen that much rappers like that. No, you don't. You don't, you don't so see different. him at all. Yeah, it was like, so different. Yeah, that's why I had to associate him to Weird Al. Yeah, because that's the closest thing I could. It was think like of. just. It was like comedy. It was like a yeah. parody back in the day, because there was yeah. nothing else like that. Everything today is a parody. But yeah. looking back at it, I'm just like, oh, why do the, why the hell do you think Weird Al? Yeah. But th- if you look at that that video and that song so without unf- any other context of Eminem at all, you just think the same thing. Yeah. He's like, this guy is just going to make cracking, cracking jokes cracking at everyone. Jokes. And that was his bait, really, to get you to give his attention. But I don't think it really took off as much as it did as the second album. Yeah. Because I don't think... Well, he, he admits he didn't anticipate that level of fame he was going to get from that album, from Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah. Because he even says it to this day, he's forever chasing the Marshall Mathers LP. Like, he can't catch that spark Yeah, anymore. that's his um, thunder that in it. a lightning... That's a lightning in bottle. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But yeah, like like I said, when I went back to revisit, I only started because um, I had the Marshall Mathers LP album. So going back to my story, had that, then the um, the whole um, Napster and Winamax iMesh era came. <laughs> so now we're getting music for free. This Winamp. is the this was the beginning of the end for music, basically. Yeah, I started just you know looking up Eminem and finding bits and pieces of the Slim Shady, like some songs here and there. Took me about three songs. So I think My Name Is was one of them. I downloaded Role Model. And then I can't remember. Maybe I just don't give a fuck that song. And all of the, every song I was like, oh, and Guilty Conscience, obviously. And oh, I was yeah. like, holy shit, man. Even his old stuff was good. And um, I just, yeah, saved some money and went to HMV and bought, bought it as well. Because I was like, holy crap. And 
it was the same thing, the same feeling. I was like, holy shit, there's who who the fuck is this dude? And I was just hooked. Um, that's it. That's pretty much it. I'm, like I said, I'm not gonna delve into it too much. <laughs> yeah. Like it was the same thing. I was just like amazed. I was like, holy shit, who is this guy? Crazy. Yeah, the Slim Shady LP. It's crazy. Is crazy like brain damage. Yeah. Like, you can t- like he was just so good, man. Like the way he put the word his words together. The thing that stands out in that whole thing is his storytelling. Storytelling, like oh. it just flowed like crazy. Like he was able to create these crazy scenarios, these outrageous stories and adventures, and just put them in six. Not not like in in a song, mm. and people can imagine it the way they want. Yeah, and he he it was very descriptive. So like, yeah. It was just unbelievable to that someone could actually be restricted to a four-minute to five-minute song and be that descriptive and be that detailed in the way they in the way, yeah, put, in the way it's been portrayed. He's, yeah, just he was just on another level back then. Um, yeah, no. I don't want to delve into it. But like <laughs> it's just too much Eminem talk, man. Even I'm getting burnt out from it. <laughs> so that was your number two. Number two, yeah. yeah I won't add Eminem show. I think I got other stuff I can add. All right, cool. My number three is Below the Heavens. Oh, Blue yeah. That was Exile. a good... You all these good ones. That was a good album, man. That was a great album. That was a great album. That was the album of 2007. I know. I remember the year it came out. That was actually a... Like, I think that was the second album I actually... I don't remember the words anymore, but that I listened to start to finish and actually memorized the lyrics. Yeah, because back then people really took the time with albums because we didn't have all Spotify and all that. So when you had an album, you really listened to it. Yeah, consistently. Um, this is probably one of the things that I'm thankful for that we made the round circle message boards. Yeah, because um, we had a a thread there where we had to give album suggestions, and this yeah. was one of the ones that was suggested. Who suggested it? I think it was like uh, DJ Architect. Oh, okay. Or yeah, someone, someone. I think it was him or someone else. Mm-hmm. But they they suggested this album, and everyone's like, "This is a great album." It was just so good, man. It was so good. Like no one would have known Blue or yeah. Exile without that message board. And um, the thing about this album is same with the um, Slim Shady LP is the storytelling. Yep, storytelling from how Blue was able to. It was very honest. Mm. completely honest and it was able to paint an image in your head of what he what he has experienced from dancing in the rain to um blue collar workers mm-hmm. to even um show me the good life is probably one of the best That's my favorite song on that yeah show me the good life the, the way life. he described many um just the struggles the of, struggles of yeah. uh, ha- having a baby, baby on, on the way, way and being broke a broke-ass rapper. Yeah, and the way he just described it, he's just like, he says things that you think of, but, like, you would never think of, as in, like, you'd, you'd be like, once you hear it, you'd be like, yeah, I can understand that. But he says it in a way that is so witty. Yeah. It's like, how can I feed a mouth that ain't got feet yet? Yeah. Or something like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting my feet wet, something like that. No, teeth, yet, teeth, teeth yet. Teeth yet, teeth yeah. yet. That's the one. But, like, it's, it's, it's unbelievable the way he just... Um, and the production was on point, man. Yeah, it they was had a, a great had, collaborative they had a great synergy, yeah. like Blue and Exile. Um, I, they go hand in hand, man, with that one. But th- you know what's a funny thing with Blue and Exile? They couldn't capture that magic again after that. Yeah, that, it was a one-off. Like not not to deny Blue of his talent, but it was like this. This is the funny thing about music. Like it, it can come and go at, in that sense. That like sometimes you'll just have something that hits, kind of thing. Because after Blue and Exile, that Blow the Heavens album drop. We also suspected he'd be the next big thing yeah, to blow up. He'd be the up. next Nas. And then, like, he's not really. Like, I'm sure he's doing well. Like, he's, you know... This he's is 2007. Made his bank. It's 2017. I don't think I've heard another... He's got that one track. He's yeah. featured on that. I can't even remember. He's on something. But it's not that mainstream commercial success. Yeah. Um, but at the end That of we day, were anticipating he would... Yeah. But this album will always go down as one of the classics. One of the greats, man. Yeah, it's such a good album. We saw him live. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was it you, me, and Johnny or something. Yeah, we saw him live. Um, With this album, it just felt like if Blue wouldn't be as crazy as, um, as popping as he is now without Exile and vice versa, Mm. it's just they worked so well in this project. Anything else, it's just, 
it wasn't um, mm. as strong. It's just it was weird. It's like the stars but they, you know, aligned. They did, they did do an album together later on. Yeah, I think. and but it, it just wasn't. It, as, it wasn't this. I don't know what happened. He just couldn't get anything better than that work. I think mm. like that's a perfect example of picking too early, almost kind of yeah. thing. Because sometimes you. There's a saying that goes like your first work. So Eminem did that with the Slim Shady LP. That was his first. But carrying on from that wave is the true test. Like yes, yeah. all right, good on you. You made your first platinum. You made your first big break type album. But the real test is if you're a real artist. Is the follow up. The follow up, yeah. yeah. And if you can't maintain and ride the wave, then yeah. Know. Which is a shame. It's a shame because he's he his album is he's, a, is amazing. Yeah, it, I don't been, think it's recognize as much as it should even now it's not as recognized not, not now, you know what's like, amazing my cousin actually she's young um she's only about 18 or 19 or something but this was even a couple of years back and she was into it i was like oh that's really cool how did you even find this kind of thing yeah. right it is it's such a good album yeah. but you know what who who does appreciate that stuff it's more the like vintage type collector type yeah. people hipsters basically what i'm trying to say pretty much the they, they know hipsters that would appreciate this they would album. know that album yeah Below it's the not, heavens is it's not commercial. No. But it's yeah, not. that's my number three. Below the heavens. Below the heavens, blue exile. Blue and exile. Such a good album, man. Mm. I can name like so many songs that just always hits. Even Mine's, like um, the, like even like first things first and um. That was the first narrow, song narrow I heard path. on that. First things first was the first thing I heard on that. Yeah, that's the first time. That, that's, that's the first, first time, time I heard Miguel. That was Miguel. Yeah, yeah, Miguel. Was on yeah. That, eh? he, was yeah. A bit, he was a nobody then as well great album and he's a great dude apparently he's really humble yeah well we met him so he's cool my number three is it three or four yeah number three dr dre the chronic there you go 2000 2001 one yeah is it 2001 or 2001 yeah um purely like sonically it's something else man it, it was its it was its own wave at the time. It was its own force when it came out, and I got into it late as well. Actually, um, I kind of segued into the Chronic once again from Eminem, and obviously because Eminem was at that time, and I was just all out Eminem as well. It's like what he mentions in White America: "For every white fan that he got, I got a black fan." Oh. Yeah. He says yeah, something like that with how he for went every flat black fan I got. Yeah, kind of like yeah. that. And it kind of worked in that sense. Like, yeah, it segued me into Dr. Dre's album. And I didn't, um, I don't know, I can't remember which one came first, actually. I'm not sure. I think Chronic came out first day. Eh? Before. Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, I think so. I think, Ma- no, actually, I think Marshall Mathers LP was. First? 2000. I don't know, man. Yeah, I can't be bothered looking. It doesn't matter, who cares. But, um, yeah, it's got so many classics on that song, on, on that album, bro. Um, forget about Dre. Uh, what's the difference? Oh, Still yeah, DRE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even just the, the, I, I like that mainly just for its production, bro. I was in a real gangster phase then. Yeah. Gangster just, music was. Gangster music was in the. Personified in that album. It was so cool. And another thing, um, this, the Up and Smoke tour complemented it. Yeah, Definitely. Was, that was just, I loved that um, concert. I remember I had the, the, not even the DVD, the VCR of it. And it was, once again, another one of those guilty pleasures that I shouldn't be watching this, but I am kind of thing. And it, once again, it, it glorified that lifestyle. And, you know, geeky, nerdy kid in high school. You can say that... Um, Gravi- you gravitate towards You it. can say that the Chronic 2001 was your good fellas in music yeah, form. Yeah, probably. It just had everything that you, uh, like, uh, you know, aspired for in a gangster life. Yeah, that I probably wouldn't. <laughs> that yeah. I can't. <laughs> you really can't. But, like, it's can't just... Live. Can't live. but, like, you live vicariously through yeah, the album. Through the album. Yeah, no, really, that's what music yeah. was for. For kids when you're uncool and shit. It's like, well, whatever, man. Yeah. Pretend I'm Dr. Dre. And you then just you listen go to, your to your own world. You're in your yeah. own world. Yeah, you walk around, but you got fucking Dr. Dre pumping in your earphones. So who cares? I'm cool. Yeah. I yeah. live this life I live in my life. mind. <laughs> but yeah, that was I just a great album. Fuck yeah. bird bitches. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great. That was a great album. Dr. Dre. All right. Um, we'll go to the number two. Yeah, I'm struggling. Okay, so this is gonna be probably our first non-hip hop album. Okay. In the list. 
R&B or alternative R&B. Channel Orange by Frank I was going to say that. Yeah. This works out because I was going to say that too. Yeah. Such a good album. Start to finish. Yeah. Channel Orange. Great introduction to who Frank Ocean is. Mm Mm-hmm. Good follow-up to Nostalgia Ultra. I was going to say, like, I'm borderline A. I think I like Nostalgia Ultra yeah. a bit more. But it's not an album. That's a thing. Yeah, it's, a it's more of a mixtape. But you can still it's add still it a collective. onto okay. your list. I'll, I'll, I'll reflect on that. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Channel Orange. Oh, man. I think the theme of my list is storytelling. Mm-hmm. The way that Frank Ocean actually tells a story yeah. in different tracks, whether it be... Um, Man, what's the track called? The one in the one with the taxi driver. Bad religion. Yep. Bad religion. Um, and also pyramids. Mm-hmm. They're the two standout ones for me. It's just the way he just expresses his honesty in a way that. Um, and we were um, talking about this way back, how um, we can perceive the concept of a track differently after each listen mm-hmm. and different people could express or um, get a different idea or perspective out of um, a song than another person which is crazy because like he he was able to as a writer he was able to put in a, put in a put in song song lyrics that could be expressed differently depending on who you are and or if you listen to it again you get a different feel out of feel it, out of it yeah. yeah because like you listen to it deep deeply depending on your scenario which is crazy because like um if you're a great artist you'll be able to do that and frank ocean proved that in this album yeah like you know it's it's part of his his um writing style as well um it's not like pop songs where it's just straight up like it's just straight to the point there's a lot of um metaphors yeah. in what he says and it's very clever how he does it because it does, like you said, it makes you think it could be alternate. Like, um, what's that song? What was the single? I'm trying to remember Thinking where he mentions Manjinbu. No, oh, I don't no, think. No, pink um, matter. Pink matter. Yeah. It's like some people have different interpretations what the actual pink matter is, kind of thing. Like what Manjinbu means. Some people say it's like vagina. Yeah. And then some I don't know why I, has, like, uh, sorry, um, I was doing the action for vagina, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, vagina. No one can see that I'm doing and the action. And the way, and also because he came out as a bisexual before the album release. Yeah. Um, and then you heard the track. You can actually kind of interpret, um, like interpret it in that type of way. way yeah. Because um, you can say in Pink Matter, because he always talks about the sensei, um, he's hiding away from the sensei and they always, um, you know, they always um, battle each other and they have the, the their ups and downs. That could be uh, interpreted as his... Um, affection for men in that type of way yeah which is another level like there's always the top layer which is the surface layer which is we could talk about crack rock which is talk about how it's the surface layer is about a crack dealer or something or mm. and drugs and all that but there's always a deeper layer to it yeah yeah there's layers and, to his yeah like bad religion if i want to go back to there top layer is just a conversation between him and a taxi driver and they're talking about religion and all that stuff. And another way you can interpret that that song is how he's saying love is like a bad religion. And if you add that he's bisexual, it like some religions consider that as bad. It's like yeah. his love for um, a man. the same yep. sex is perceived blasphemy. as blasphemy, and that that could be considered as a bad religion. Yeah. And he could also say it in a in a simple way of but saying, you know, you like you're, you're loading so much info. Like I did not think about. <laughs> did you study this? No, no. I mean, like after, as I said, after podcast, man. I didn't study. It. This is the way I felt after listening to it. Yeah. Like, like of like like that album was that CD was stuck in pretty much in my wife's car for the duration that it was in that since it was released. So like we heard that song over and over again, and you heard different interpretations. So. The other way you can think of bad religion is a simple way. It's like love is just like something that's forbidden. For, yeah. You know? So it's crazy like how he can just write something so simple or something so, you know, it's so one like surface, but at the same time, you can get different layers out yeah. of it. Which and is, at the end of the day, for him, for him his, his writing is like on another level kind of thing. Like one, he has a very unique voice. He's a great singer as well. 
Um, he's not a strong singer. He's not a strong singer. Yeah, well, I was going to say, there's plenty of other singers that are better than him in terms of range. And um, I think he's got a great tone. Like, you know it's him when he sings. It's honest. You know I mean? It's honest and you can tell. Yeah, it's just it's, it's a genuine could, When he sings, sound. especially from... It's very honest, yeah. You can see his vulnerability. Yes, yes. But the thing is, like, nothing why I can respect singers. You have a, a lesser palette of words, choice of words to use when you write a song. Rap, you can just go in, like, have bars of whatever yeah it's easy to make punchlines or whatever that's a lot harder to do with the melody and singing as well because you have less to write about you know what i mean and for some reason he makes it work it's 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 literally like i don't like to throw the word but it's quite genius the way he does it it like really i actually believe that with with the way he writes i couldn't write something like that to save my life kind of thing the layout of the song the layout of the album was also stands out as well like it tells a story in its own. Yeah. Like, um, for example, Super Rich Kids. Yeah. Goes into um, no, actually, the Sweet Life mm. goes into Super Rich Kids. Sweet Life talks about the luxurious life. Mm. Like I could go anywhere I want. I have all this materialistic things, and and that that's the great side of it. And then flip the coin. The next track is Super Rich Kids talk about, which talk about the the um. The duality of a teenage rich kid pretty mm. much and talk about how um they could be depressed at one point because of the same thing that makes them happy mm. and they don't they have a hole to fill yeah and it's just the layout just shows different sides of the coin in different layout in different um subjects and topics which yeah. is what makes channel orange a great thing and the whole theme of um television shows the whole way with the static sounds and yeah the tv i love noises. that shit when they have the uh just yeah. the the background sounds and the sound effects and yeah it shows us like how the audience is kind of you know watching a tv show yeah this is all these stories we're like flipping through a channel uh flipping 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 through a television different channels and you're getting different stories after another and after another and then like movies and TV shows, you can get a different perception out of it depending on your mood. Yeah, I don't know how you hear it and what you hear. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great concept and a great album altogether. So that's why it's my number two. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's like his um. So everything for me it benchmarks to Eminem. It just is. It's just the easier comparison kind yeah. of thing. Channel Orange is like his Eminem show. Pretty much. That's what I believe. Like that's the first time. He put something out as a collective. It's like this is amazing. It's like it's his radio friendly work, in a sense as well. Like you know, it was in that thought process of making it as a collective piece. How everything ties in as well. Um, I just want to add that. Yeah. Just because it's a segue to. It's a, his my, coming my out party one. in both ways, as in literally and. Yeah. In his music, so. Yeah. It it kind of put him in it's on topical. the map. Yeah, yeah in very a sense. topical. It's great. Yeah. My one's um. Are you finished with that one? Yeah, yeah, I'm done with that one. Yeah, good. no, it's a segue. Let's because can continue on. Yeah. But I was I was gonna say I do like um Nostalgia Ultra, yeah more. Um, I have a love for mixtapes for some reason. Like I get into. I sometimes tend to get get into mixtapes a bit more because um. I think when. I like seeing the progress of how it becomes because when it's an album, it's the complete work, right? Yeah, it's like everything's original, like the the musicality, the instrumentation, how it's produced. It's all original, so you're always gonna get a real sense of same throughout the whole way. Whereas when it's starting out, a mixtape, you sort of, I think it's because we can relate to it because that's all we ever do and I love mixtapes because for me, it's almost complete freedom, like too much freedom. As in, half of Nostalgia Ultra, or most of Nostalgia Ultra, hit a few originals, but then he took songs like... Um, Electric Phil. Electric Phil. Um, what's that song about the Eagles? Hotel California. Oh, yeah. Dude, how can... How do, American I don't know, Wedding I don't know, is one of the I don't best know anyone who can take a song that's already, like, classic. Like, something that... How can you separate an instrumental from a song, such a well-known song, and actually make it your own? Like American Wedding is a really good song. Yeah, it's so good, dude. I, I, like, it's almost disrespectful to say it's better than the original, which is Hotel California. So I'm not going to say that, but it's great in its own right. 
Yeah. If that makes sense, you know? Like, I can't even say it's like, oh, but it's just... A, no, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. And he's using an instrumental of a song that's already established that these are the lyrics and the words for this instrumentation of this song. But he's just done it in his own way. He didn't even copy the, mo- the melody. It's like he literally took a beat and then reinvented it. It's like he deleted what he knows about it. And th- this is how I would have approached it if that was me. And yeah. that becomes very hard because us being like, if you switch back to your music mode, like remember when we, we'd ever remix a song, it's very hard to detach yourself from the original. You end up copying the same flow. And I think what worked for me a long time ago when I was doing the mixtapes thing, sometimes I wouldn't hear the original. I'd use beats and I'd just base it on like, I like this beat. And maybe I just never heard the original and it'll just be my own shit over it kind of thing. It's that sort of take. Yeah, well. which is usually the best way to do the it. The best way you have to approach it, yeah. And that's why I'm like, I'm, I struggle with remixes. I've already tried a few times just in recent, recently, like getting a beat that's of a popular song. Yeah. I just can't do it. I don't have it in me anymore. Unless I like don't listen to the, the real one and just make it my own. But look, that's a whole other topic with music these days. But yeah. um, the way he, did, yeah, yeah, it's just so raw. It's like the raw version of Channel Orange because um, it's like it's a him, great introduction. It's, to it's, everyone. it's still him. Yeah, like the writing's amazing. His singing, the melodies, how it's put together as a collective, even though a lot of it's unoriginal, but it's like it's the raw form of um, of Frank Ocean. Yeah, swim good is probably swim one good of and the Novocaine. best Frank Ocean tracks that I've heard. Yeah, written and performed. Like that's like me. Like you know, you say like. Oh, it's a bit reversed in a sense because, like, yeah, as a collective, Channel Orange is great, but the standout songs, like, the ones that I really like from Frank Ocean are in Nostalgia Ultra. That's why I kind of revert to, yeah. oh, I think I like Nostalgia Ultra more because... And the same thing, like, he's got three skits there and it's just cassettes. The cassettes. Yeah. And it's the, the titles are video games. It doesn't even relate to anything. It's like, dude, what the hell? This is so cool. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, which is, you know, he likes to keep it all themed and... I don't know. This the writing is just still amazing, you know. Yeah. Like swim good Get is Frank like, Ocean, man. Like everyone just always asks, well, maybe maybe it's just me. Is like, is it is it suicide, suicide or is yeah. it just like, is it just freedom? You it's can crazy. yeah, you, you can you can I depict it as a like a, a person like straight on surface suicide or freedom as in like a positive thing so it's no just yeah the way he writes it is just you can it's cool here's the lyrics you can interpret it the way the you way want you it want. yeah and that's how it should, that's that's actual art that's how yeah. it sh- should be like proper artists i meant yeah it's um, just, yeah i really yeah dust is probably one of the best tracks too in that in that album so but yeah we can frank go ocean. on frank ocean is amazing i'm just gutted that he was always, he supposed he, to come here and he yeah, canceled? canceled twice what does he do these days i don't know He's, he's very he's very uh, private, eh? Very Discreet. private. Like you Blonde didn't the capture the Blonde the album Blonde didn't capture what Channel Orange and Nostalgia Ultra did. But it's still great. It's still great, but you it know, just I got didn't into get it late that. as well. I think I was messaging you that yeah. day when I actually got I was like, dude, Blonde's <clears throat> actually amazing. And yeah. It really is. Just, it's a great album, but it just didn't capture what you felt in Channel yeah, Orange and Nostalgia Ultra. Maybe you have to listen to it again. Again, yeah. But there are some great tracks on that um, album anyway. So yeah. He didn't have anything commercial though because like, nothing was on the radio for it. Mm. That's why I kind of slipped off my radar. I was like... Because I remember all I remember was waiting for something new, Frank Ocean, for a long time. And because it never came out, it passed. And by the time Blonde came out, there was not really much hype, so I didn't get into it. And I think I, I, heard, I heard that one track, the Ivy and... Um, what's that other song? Sounds oh, yeah. like Ivy as well. Um, Nikes? No, no, no. Or, um, oh, you're talking about... Um, most of it. We like, went it down last night. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the I'll Be Your Boyfriend in yeah. Your Dreams Tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah um. <laughs> who opens us? What an opening <laughs> yeah. line. It's so dope. I was like, what? <laughs> so cool I forgot what the name of that song is dope track though yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good song Frank anyway. Ocean's just killer alright cool um, number I don't think I have f- any more man okay so do you, do you did you want to try and figure out what else well you? it's your turn now anyway I, I chose oh yeah you did Ultra, too so, so I gotta think my number one is of course Lupe Fiasco yeah of course here we go food and liquor <laughs> do you want me to give you an hour no, no, that's all good. <laughs> no, like- I'll, I'll give me 10 minutes. It's all good. That's all I need. <laughs> that's all I need. Um, food and liquor is probably 
the best hip hop album for me, the best album altogether. Just yeah. the fact that it's you know, uh, uh, from start to finish, I probably have heard the tracks over and over again, memorized all the lines, and deciphered it. For the to people its that core. are listening, this is basically what MMLP is to me, and I rave on about it. Raph doesn't rave on, rave, rave on doesn't much, but this guy's obsessed. I'm obsessed with food and liquor. I'm so gutted that um, <laughs> what you said. the up and coming story or a crew story all in one and also the cool which is a story about a personification of a person who was who's the personification of cool that built on to become his second album and tracks such as my one of my favorite tracks would probably be the instrumental which is pretty much a song about everyone's obsession with television and how it's just consumed the media has consumed society so like most of the tracks that i've um on this album i've deciphered and used for my stu- um, case studies in film and mm. in case studies in um not film school music school all that stuff so yeah this is this pretty much put lupe in the map i think the call nearly replicated what food, the food and liquor had but nothing will be food and liquor food to and me. Yeah, that was his. That's that's his peak. That unfortunately, was his thunder in a bottle. Yeah, that, unfortunately, that analogy that thunder in a bottle. Yeah, thunder in a bottle. He can't really get it twice. That's why he tried to put a sequel out, kind of like how um, Eminem did with oh, the Marshall Mathers LP. And nah, it's just, flopped nah, as well. That flopped as well for me. I hate that. I hate it when they do they do that. It taints the it doesn't taint, taint the original, but yeah. it just taints that legacy of it. It's like he's it's trying. Like he's you, you see his perspective. He's trying to capture that's that. Putting the bar higher on yourself by yeah. doing that, even kind of thing. Now you got to top the one that is up there. Yeah. No, you're just trying to catch the reins on it, kind of thing. But like he had tracks like American Terrace, where he just talked about how people are just he's like america's just too focused on terrorism around them when there's terrorism within them mm. that he, they need to fix up so and also he has hurt me soul which is pretty much talking about the ills of the world how there are different you know he he talks about all these issues there's so many issues that he talks about within 16 tracks it's and crazy. different stories and it's just unbelievable how it's just well presented and his lyrics were digestible. On a, on a yeah, just to add to that, he's as a lyricist, he is like on another level. He's on another which I level. I think it is why it's sort of it's kind of like it's, it's a double edged sword for him because it's just so intricate that yeah. it goes, especially in this day and age as well. Like um, from um, ever since he released um, "Dumb It Down," which is probably his most everyone's saying his most lyrical song, which you can't completely understand. It's hard to digest, but um, yeah. Ever since then, he's just kept trying to be lyrical, over lyrical to me. That's why. Oh, overcompensating. That's, yeah, him. overcompensating. That's why um, his later work works has hasn't been filling, hasn't been captured by me. Then mm. it then food and liquor was has has captured me because um, the joys and the what you were saying. The best thing about food and liquor is that the lyrics were digestible. Mm. Like you can understand everything he's saying. Like in his metaphors, is you can understand every metaphor he was saying, and it was still considered a high level of lyric lyrics. Yeah, and it was effortless. Maybe. It was effortless. Yeah. It was like it was like he was pretty much telling you the stories, pretty much telling you what he's had, like what what he's trying to say, rather than saying all these scientifical mathematical yeah, facts like and stuff. Like, it's just. Yeah. It just kind of just goes blows over your head, but this album just it's just straight up. It's like he had nothing to lose. He had nothing to prove. He just wanted to tell tell a story and then and tell his issues perspective his um views on certain issues, like um you know. And he also had, 
put himself out there like his love for robots and all this stuff when he's talking about daydreaming it's pretty much talking about like fantasizing about having a robot friend and then he and then he and then he actually flipped it by turning the robot friend into a project building and then Uh. he just and then after that he flipped it to the next verse and he's talking about how um mainstream hip-hop is viewed and yeah, you know, he just he just flips through different issues and issues and different perspectives of everything. That's why this album is probably my number one. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. That feel good. That felt good. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how you felt really yeah. good after the Eminem talks. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I'm burnt out. I don't. Ha- I don't have another fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I really don't. Any yeah. honorable mention mentions? I was I was thinking of it, but it wasn't worth putting on my top five. But um, uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy by yeah. Kanye, um, as a standalone because it's not part of any sort of trilogy or anything. Um, and it was sort of his redemption for not that he made anything shit. Or he had the um, what was the album after the trilogy? The yeah, it was um, Heartbreaks, Heartbreaks 808s, and it wasn't received well. It's a great album. You listen to it now. Uh, yeah, it is. It's actually really good. But at the time, it wasn't received well. Because it was like, something different. He was copying a lot of shit with the whole Taylor Swift thing and all that. Um, I liked it because it showed Kanye. That was the last we saw Kanye as being sort of vulnerable kind of thing um, in that sense. Like with Runaway and... Um, gosh, I can't remember some of the... Tracks, man. Can we get much higher? I love that intro. Yeah. That's the most epic intro for an album. Yeah, ever, man. It's so good. <laughs> but that whole, like, it, it just... The music yeah, I love video that, that accompanied the the short film that accompanied the album. Yeah, I was going to say, the, made it the short films. What it is. It's just such an artistic album, man. Yeah. It was so good. Um, so good. And, uh, yeah, I bumped it for a quite, quite a lot of time. Uh, quite a bit of time. But when I realize it now, like... I'd say it has replay value, but I, like the only fact, the fact that we're talking about it now is the only reason why I've sort of thought about it, kind of thing. Um, that's why I wouldn't say it's it deserved my top five. Top five. I don't even, even think the- Dr. Dre is, to be honest. Like I'm, I don't think I'd put that in in any, any time soon, kind of thing. Um, yeah. You're probably going to think about all these other albums. You're just going to flock out of nowhere. Yeah, but, but I'll be, be like, honest with you, man. I'm not an album type person. When I think about it, single. Now, Singles that come out, songs, yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like, there's no albums I can say that I've truly, like, start to finish in a long time. Like, like other mentions are, like, Reasonable Doubt. But really, like, when you say that you like an album, like, really appreciate an album, it means that you point a song out and yeah. you know it kind of thing. And I can't say that for a lot of... There's like bodies of work that I like. I love Reasonable Doubt, but you can't expect me to know even the whole track list, like the words of it, like which how many songs there are, and things like that. Yeah, like if you if you were to put an album on your top five, you, we're not expecting you to, but works. You know, it's good. The expectation is like you know that you know the album, layout on the finish, the track kind of thing. Yeah, not and just a couple songs and you like it. So, to be completely honest, like my list. What did I say? Doctor Dre really shouldn't be there. I just said it. Just to say it. What was the other ones I said? You said... Um, oh, even Nostalgia Ultra. Yeah. Just because you were talking about Channel Lawrence. I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about Nostalgia Ultra for a bit. <laughs> Technically, no. I've only got about two albums. <laughs> I'm not an album person, yeah. Rav. I'm just like, I like... I'll, I'll listen to an album. I like it for what it is. That, that was a great album. We and could do a, a I'll top, pick a few songs from it. We could it. do a top five songs, but that's going to nah, take that's a while. even harder. That's, it's going to be so hard. So nah. many songs. I think the next one... We'll do these like... We won't do these too much, but next one... It's a talk that we always do. It's like a reunion talk that happens at least once a year. A top five dead or alive rap list. Yeah, that's always that's gonna, a good one. That's always good. That always turns into something. That always, that's like that's that a turns into out. a debate. That turns into a debate, and <laughs> it's a, the maddest geek out. But we should do that with a group of other rappers. I reckon that would be cool. That'd top be five really dead cool. or alive. Yeah. Top five dead or alive. It's good to debate within the group. Mm. Okay, let's wrap that up. Wrap that shit. So I'm that. so fucking tired, dude. It's 2 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this tomorrow. I've got a, this feeling like, man, did we just talk a bunch of shit for an hour? That's, I have no idea. That's boring as hell. We'll I see. hope we're interesting. But if it's not, disclaimer, we, we have we had a pretty full-on day, man. Like, fuck. I just went fishing. I've been mixing songs all day. 
I haven't been sleeping properly. This Christmas break's fucked my sleeping pattern, man. But in a good way because you've been getting, um, you're more productive. I'm so productive. Yeah. Well, I'd like to think I am. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired too. <laughs> Dude, I got to drive home. <laughs> yeah. I just got to walk to the bedroom. <laughs> oh, I'm home. <laughs> All right. So this has been an episode of the Cheat Coders, the top five albums. From Raph and Nats. Yeah. He is the rapper. Yeah. I am the videographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 we hope to see you or hear from you next time. Don't forget to give us your feedback because every 10 episodes, we'll, give a, we'll create a feedback episode. Just letting you guys know. I don't even know when this is going to come out. It's probably too late for that. But Probably next year. Bro. Always give us feedback. <laughs> We're not getting any feedback. <laughs> I know. We need no feedback. Please. All right. We'll pay you in Bitcoin. Which is a lot of money. Actually, yeah, I like that today. Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Okay, That's the end of this um, rambling episode. Peace out, A-Town. Enjoy your dinner. Ah, Peace.